Welcome to our third episode of the Sports Live podcast. And in this installment, we will discuss the hot topic surrounding sports broadcast rights. And we are going to zoom in on the ICASA proposed regulations, which seek to even the playing field and make sports of national interest available on free-to-air television channels. Before we get into that conversation, let's recap on the main sports stories during the rounds. Now, in his first released extract of his new autobiography, Beast Ntawarira has come out swinging, saying that the former Springbok coach, Peter De Villiers, was out of his depth as coach of the national team. Now, that is a very, very interesting topic, and we would love to have Beast coming into this podcast to talk about his book as well as that controversial extract in the very near future. Meanwhile, the Sharks and the Bulls are in the Super Rugby playoffs and will face the Brumbies and the Hurricanes, respectively, both matches will be away from home for the South African teams. The other quarterfinalists are the Crusaders who host the Highlanders and the Jaguars who host the Chiefs. Banyana Banyana were knocked out of the FIFA Women's World Cup after their 4-0 loss to Germany on Monday night. It was their third straight defeat of the tournament and it means that they are coming straight home. But according to the coach Desiree Ellis, Banyana won the hearts of the French crowd during the tournament. This is the coach speaking to our man Lunga Kupiso, who was at the tournament last week. You know, we, we said we're going to come here. We want to make sure that when the World Cup's over that people remember who we are, um, that the players are not forgotten. Um, but we so desperately wanted that result tonight. Um, but yes, you know, the players have become a crowd favourite um, and it's the way they, they perform on the field. You know, the result is, hasn't been forthcoming, but uh, everybody can see what it is that we're trying to do. And uh, um, it's, a, it's a step in the right direction. You know, we've fought many years to come to the World Cup and uh, the first one getting in such a tough group, uh, I don't think anybody gave us even a chance of coming close. In both games, we were really, really close. Um, and we're hoping for, you know, for something better. And South Africans, I think we all should stand behind the side and really stand behind the side brimming with pride because they are fighting well uh, at this World Cup. It is the first ever time that we have a women's football side in a World Cup organized by uh, FIFA. So this is a remarkable feat. Um, if you look in terms of performances on the field, obviously we're not getting the results that we would love as a nation because as South Africa we are addicted to winning because we know we can produce the results. But you can't produce the results if you do not invest in your sports. Uh, and I hope that SAFA sees enough now in Banyana Banyana uh, to the point where they'll approach their partners and not just only depend on Sasol to carry this team, but approach the rest of their partners and also make available more funding from SAFA themselves uh, to promote and uh, to ensure that women's soccer gets the same kind of attention that uh, male soccer does get. Um, because essentially at the end of the day, these ladies have fought hard. Right, let's get back to the debate surrounding sports broadcast rights. Obviously, this battle is between three main protagonists, the SABC, Supersport, and the Independent Communications Authority of South Africa, ICASA. 
At the end of May, CASA held public hearings into their draft regulations, which had these three main points, and I'll go through them very, very quickly. Events such as the Summer Olympics, Winter Olympics, Paralympics, the FIFA World Cup, the Men's and Women's AFCON, as well as the Rugby and Cricket World Cups, have all now been classified as events of national interest and should be available for free to the masses on free-to-air broadcasting. While the likes of the Premier Soccer League, Super Rugby, Curry Cup, Comrades, Two Oceans, the CAF Champions League, as well as the Premier Hockey League must be stripped of their exclusive rights and be sub-licensed to free-to-air broadcasters at presumably at low cost or no cost at all. And thirdly, subscription and free-to-air broadcasters will now be forced to broadcast at least two minority sports and these sports include codes such as wrestling, tennis, water polo, golf, motorsport, indigenous games and the list goes on and on. Now I wrote extensively on this subject because I felt that should the regulations pass into law as they are, they could change the way we consume sports forever. You could find those articles on my LinkedIn profile or alternatively, Matlat Mpahlele of the Tiso Black Star Digital Sports Department also did in-depth reports for both Times Live and the Sunday Times. How will the regulations affect the sports broadcast game exactly? Well, the simple answer is that Ikasa is playing Robin Hood. They want to take from the rich and give to the poor. And if they succeed in their aim of stripping Supersport, who are Africa's biggest paid television broadcaster, of their exclusive rights, they will kill their business. Supersport prides itself on being the most comprehensive broadcaster of live sports in Africa. They've done this by getting exclusive rights to coveted sporting events such as the PSL, the English Premier League, Springbok Test Matches, Super Rugby, Proteus Matches, as well as a whole host of major tournaments. And the acquisition of the 2007 PSL rights all but turned them into a juggernaut of pay television. For instance, more English Premier League live matches are shown on Supersport per season than in England. And since 2007, they raised their subscribers from 3 million to 15 million in a space of 10 years. Their counterparts, the SABC, unfortunately, has gone in the opposite direction. And this was very apparent during the ICASA public hearings. In the last week alone, it's been reported that the public broadcaster is 1 billion rands in debt, and they're looking for 3 billion in terms of a bailout from government. As it stands, they don't know if they'll be able to pay salaries at the end of the month. According to their CFO, Yolandi van Billion, the SABC even owes Supersport 208 million rands. How this came to be is really not difficult to deduce. There have been plenty of reports of mismanagement at the SABC and a general incompetence that has cost the taxpayer loads and loads of money. Just last Sunday, the Sunday Times reported that the SABC had anticipated day zero as recently as March this year. What's most disturbing, however, is that the revelations uh, that have come out of the public hearings were that they have failed to commercialize or make profit of the sports broadcast rights that they had already acquired. For instance, in the last five years, the SABC spent $3.7 billion on sports broadcast rights, but only made $148 million in net revenue for those rights. Although Bafana Bafana Games drew north of 3 million viewers, the SABC were not able to turn those eyeballs into profit. The regulator has now stepped in to address this, shall I say, uh, uh, rich 
uh, dad, poor dad imbalance, and but their actions have the potential to impact sports federations negatively as well. Without the super sport money, which would be lost without their guaranteed exclusivity, federations claim that their sports would die. The likes of SA Rugby CEO Yuri Ru, as well as PSL Chairman Dr. Irvin Koza, said as much at the hearings. We know, of course, that 80% of the PSL's revenue comes from broadcast rights, which accounts for around 2 billion rands, and the 657 million SA Rugby get from broadcast fees accounts for 60% of its total revenue. In fact, I, to- I caught up with uh, Dr. Irvin Koza at the end of the PSL's presentation and asked him his thoughts on the process. Uh, looking at research, there's no research suggesting that there's no access you know, to a PSL you know, uh, property. Uh, and that is why we've demonstrated that what we've presented in terms of balancing uh, free-to-air and subscription, uh, there's an oversupply of, of events. Uh, and make sure that those events that, you know, are cream to the cream uh, are confined in the space of making sure they are shown by both broadcasters, you know, at the same time. So we don't see that there is anything that uh, is left, you know, uh, without, you know, showing the, uh, the, 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 the regulator an opportunity that they can change uh, the regulation. As it stands at the present moment, it, 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 because the auditorial authority, you know, is controlled by the PSL, and but also to make sure that you know we put the element of sub-licensing wherever by the rights, we cannot hog the rights alone. Uh, it must be shared. Whether it's bought by free to air, it must give to subscription. If by subscription, must give to free to air, which is very important. But also to make sure that there's a minimum game that we give, you know, to the what's called, you know, to air that will be. Yeah, yeah. So make sure that they are guaranteed. All the events that are important are guaranteed to do free to air. So we have done very well in making sure that the people that have supported us for all the years are not disadvantaged. But also there's an issue of the reality. Where do you balance this to make sure that the value revenue that is coming up should not be the one that, you know, hamstring you know, the development of football in the country because we're not funded by the state. You go to the national lottery where your development are called, you know, academies. They can't give you money because they, are, they say you're commercial. So where do you get the money from? You are not going to be from your content. Well, we did, you know, submission to say what informs it was the regulation, as it says itself, it says that, you know, we, should, we are not in, in, in support of national interest. We're just a popular and sport. So popular sport does not make us sport of national interest. So therefore that in itself is our own regulation, not our own regulation. So that regulation is still there, it's not changed. So we don't know how are we now being put in that category. But I guess you know, they've got more information, they're gathering, they'll come up with a position, we will sit in, we'll clarify what is that it must happen as a way forward. Now I also spoke to Ikasa chairperson on these hearings, Palisa Kadi, to hear her thoughts on the process and what the regulator had learned from the week-long presentation and written submissions from the public. This is what she had to say. I think the issue of the balance of revenue to, together with public interest remains an outstanding center of things. Okay. Uh, in so far as how we're going to do that, a lot, uh, a lot of federations were referring us to loss of income, okay. loss of revenue, and just inability to survive beyond. And we've been trying to clarify that reach is important to us, and so yes. far it's access. Yes. And also how matters of development mm. are of concern for social cohesion, 
but also to make sure that there's just diversity of sports that is available. We've received quite surprising inputs from a National Heritage Council Yes. insofar as indigenous games are concerned. That's right. We also received um, from the great Levin Lena Sandam Gedezi. Yes, from my uh, old school. His inputs and analysis, um, yes. very brilliant young spark insofar as um, sports commentary is concerned uh, and his plea was that there should be accessibility of sports as also is coming from rural areas only had to be more exposed to us being right. in the in, in, in the urban areas yeah. we've received quite a number of compelling cases as well from um, from PSL insofar as how they are configured as an mm. institution and how they see this as an impediment um, to their cause, uh, to their development, um, and their plans uh, in the future to own stadiums like it's done in, in European countries. Right. We've um, spoken to Media Monitoring Africa, um, whose view was that there should be a gendered lens. There also should be an, a, quite an impact study right, to, right. to look into these views. Um, however, access remains uh, critical also mm. in their view, access of sports. One could pose a, 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 a question as to why have we not received um, complaints? Uh, from from licensees and how and why do people believe that it's it's been a fair journey mm. uh, f since 2010? We can allude to a few cases where we've seen that when the Springboks played, we are unable to view it on free to air, mm. and this compels people, young people in particular, to sit in areas um, that are not kind to their growth, to right, taverns, right. to watch Pubs and, and boxing like. matches, to watch um, spring box. Mm. And at the end of the day, um, um, rugby is a national sport. Now, since the public hearings, there have been a lot of questions and a lot of interesting developments in the broadcast space. We all know about Kwesi Sports in the free-to-air broadcast realm, but a new player has entered the ring and they have come out swinging. Swiss sports media company in front has just acquired the free-to-air broadcast rights for the 2019-2020 English Premier League season in Sub-Saharan Africa, which accounts for 40 countries such as South Africa, Nigeria, Ghana, and Kenya. To tell us about who they are and what the acquisition of the EPL free-to-air rights means, I've roped in a mate, a guy I went to high school with, who has made great strides in the sports media game. He goes by Yannick Wombo, but we used to call him Rag Rambo on the rugby field. He was a winger, a fierce winger, a guy I would definitely not want to be on the receiving end of trying to tackle um, back in his playing days. Now, Yannick was an accomplished rugby player in his own right at Pretoria Boys High School and played in the same first team with the likes of Chili Boy Ralepel and Joy Mongalo. But he also went on to play for the Blue Bulls as well as the Falcons. Yannick? Welcome to the Sports Live podcast, buddy. Thank you, Swee. How's it going? Right, now you're in the sports media game. We're going to put your rugby to the side a yeah. little bit and, and talk about this is where you now specialize. Um, I've seen you do work 
yeah. for, for CAF. I've seen you do work for SAFA uh, in the football sporting space. But tell us, what do you do for in sports and uh, what does that role entail? So basically for the past six or seven years, I've uh, sort of like uh, up my skills in the media, broadcasting yeah. area, in terms of distribution and acquisition of sports content globally and distributing it into the African continent with my expertise of traveling within around the continent to various yeah. countries so I kind of like made my way in roads in that in that space and you're a first language French speaker yeah, as French well speaking, yeah. Must help. <laughs> <laughs> must help. yeah so basically what we do in France is actually a partner of ours because what what it is uh, uh, before I, I, I ended up in this role I was with Sky All and right. I used to distribute the EPL to various uh, free-to-air broadcasters okay. but through the clubs in the EPL who own the home matches. Right, right. So what has happened now, obviously, the EPL has taken back those rights and they're giving it to actually a marketing agent agency in the form of Infront. Right. Infront is is probably similar to IMG, uh, ABS in the US, mm, those sort of mm. companies, yeah. So they own these rights and what they do is what they do is basically they redistribute it to various uh, free-to-air channels. Right. And yep. where do you come in in this process? So where do I come in? We do product development in terms of broadcast products. Yeah. We do acquisitions. We try to look at uh, the various sporting codes that could aid various broadcasters in terms of bumping up their programming in the sports area. So we know football is very expensive. Yeah. So we do look at sports like volleyball. We look at netball. We look at like women's football right now. It's quite popular. Very so yeah. that's that's also uh, quite an interest with various broadcasters. Yeah, and um, did you play any role in uh, bringing these uh, free-to-air broadcasts, right? And how do they differ as well to the normal EPL rights? That so what happened was three years ago, 2016, end of 2016, uh, the EPL, I think more had about, Scudamore was is the current CEO of the EPL and he's stepping down, I think, end of this year. Right. He put together a program where he said, okay, cool, we've got various players that have come into the scene now and they want to break down the EPL rights. Okay. So way before Bayin Sports in uh, Qatar, obviously, yeah, yeah, owns the North Bain Africa. Sports, yeah. And Super Sport owns the Sub-Saharan African rights. Right. Um, and then you have various other players, uh, Star Star Sports in India, I think, and there's other players um, around the world. Yeah. So, But those were all pay TV, and they were making a lot of money. But the reality is now that we have uh, these players like Amazon Prime, we have... Um, Facebook Watch. Facebook Watch. Twitter has also came into the picture. Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. What? They've just bought the, the rights for China, specifically China highlights package for China. Twitter? So, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you're going to watch football games on Twitter? Yeah, on Twitter, That's yeah. So, so you see those those, those three-minute, five-minute clips? Yeah. So they give you all the highlights, so Twitter bought those rights. So in order for you to get that, you're going to have to go to Twitter now and get that. But they're specifically for Asia. All right, So right. the EPL thought, okay, cool. They were making probably tons of billions of pounds and they realized, okay, cool, we need to redistribute this yeah. and enter the new players in the game. Obviously, in, in England, we know there's BT Sports and there's the Sky. And what they did is they, they broke down the rights to accommodate various players so that they can also, in that doing, they're, mm. they're able to increase their revenue. Yeah. yeah. Now, we know that uh, EPL rights are the most expensive yeah. uh, sporting rights in the world. Um, I just did a, a quick Google here that it costs 1.7 billion yeah. 
pounds. So if you want the the bundle, like yeah. you want to hold them to yourself, you you need to be prepared to part with a ton of money. Yeah, it's a, it's is a, it worth it? It's the the reality is it brings the eyeballs, and the yeah. eyeballs bring the advertisers for for channels. So yeah. if you bring in for 80, 90 minute match. You have about three million viewers. That's 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 a lot of viewers that you can sell that space to various your homes, yeah, your yeah. various consumer products that wanna sell their products. So you can use that space. So broadcasters find themselves in a predicament where okay now you have various players not only streaming also free to air free to air saying look we also want a piece of the pie. Yeah. And uh, in order for them and you gotta remember Aspu when. Games like the Springboks versus the All Blacks played last year was yeah last year yeah, when the Springboks yeah, All Blacks yeah. played at home last year. Love to see. Super Sport had three million, three point five million eyeballs. The delayed live game that went on to to Super, Super Sport SABC, SABC two, yeah, that brought sixteen point one million viewers. Delayed, <laughs> delayed live. live, yeah. And that's so just that pure is, that access. Is, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. that is the demand. And that's what Ikasa want. But we're gonna, we're going to get into yeah. into that technical side of of, of the regulations uh, in a bit. But I want to know what I want to know is, in terms of uh, splitting free to air rights and subscription, which is paid TV rights, mm-hmm. is this going to have any effect on the demand of the sport and any effect on how much money the EPL makes out of these rights? The EPR actually makes a lot more with the increase by of unbundling. By unbundling, exactly. Okay. So what you have is, let's say, I mean, last this year it went for five billion between uh, Sky and BT Sports. Five billion. Five billion pounds. pounds the the whole uh, package, <sighs> and you remember, and then they redistribute it to the various players. Right. right. Like uh, BT Sports and Sky uh, did a deal with Amazon Prime. Where they they gave them about twenty games, mm. and then yes, twenty games. Yeah, 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 Sport, yeah. I think they're taking fifty or sixty-five games, and obviously Sky gets the majority of the games. But what happens is that now you have instead of getting that one five point, they've already put five point five point one billion. They're gonna get probably an extra three or four billion from various other players. Uh, aside from aside the, from the, the core, exactly uh, that that bought exactly. exactly. Uh, the, so there's the they, there's the, not only more money for EPL, there's also more money for sub licensing. So that's where they find themselves in. Mm. So there's going to be a lot more money. So it's just how you 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 create the product, how you package it. That's what it's going to boil, boil right. down to. Like a game, uh, just a quick example: mm, mm. a Liverpool versus Manchester United game, yeah. massive game. Amazon would probably want it. So you say, cool, that game, Prime TV, absolutely subscribers, pay TV, absolutely. But you can resell it. To streamers, stream a person that streams not does not necessarily have pay TV decoder at home. That's true. But he will want to watch the Liverpool Manchester. He United just game. wants to pay for the game. <laughs> exactly. And this is interesting because I follow a lot of NBA, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the most interesting quotes that I've ever heard from Adam Silver, the yeah. the, the commissioner yeah. of the NBA, he said that it it won't be long until people just want to pay for the last five minutes of games. Absolutely. So streaming doesn't just come with the you sit in front of your phone with your earphones on you know for 90 minutes on end these are people with uh, the turnover attention span of of less than a second you know so these are people that actually just 
there for what they particularly want. So 100%. that's a do- totally different market. It's very it's interesting that you brought up the NBA because what's happening in global sports is that everybody wants a piece of the pie, the broadcasting pie. Yeah. So now you have the NBA, they want, uh, they want to sell their, their rights in Africa. Yeah. The NBA wants to get into Asia. EPL wants to get in South America. South America previously dominated by La Liga. Right. And now they, they, get, they also want a piece of that part. Yeah. So everybody wants a piece of every sporting code, the major sporting code that is. You know, your football, your, I mean, FIFA is getting competition. You know, FIFA normally every, every four years you think FIFA. FIFA knows that they're trying so hard to make sure that within the calendar, the sporting calendar, right, that yeah. when they have a FIFA World Cup, there's no other <laughs> major sports event during that year. Because yeah. that means the subscribers the rights, the channels are going to pay much less or they'll, they'll go and bid but they won't bid as much as they would normally oh, bid on that sporting right. calendar year. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the competition is getting tougher, not only in South Africa, it's globally, it's happening globally. So what you, you have is NBA wants a piece of the pie, the NFL is now playing games in France, they're playing games in Germany, in England, you know, they're coming, going to, Wembley, to Brazil, yeah. they had a game in Brazil, yeah. you know, so everybody wants a piece of the pie because they want to spread. They See, look, it's a globalizing, sporting specifically, it's a globalized world. So we want to know that, you know what, if we're getting stars from Sergi Baka or or the guy from from Cameroon, Pascal, you know, we want to know that you know. Yeah, so so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's where it is. So you find we we found ourselves in a position where it's it's gonna it's gonna it's tough. Yeah. It's tough, and everybody wants a piece of the pie. So now it's all about how you package your product. Right now, I wanna I wanna bring it in a little yeah. bit now. Um, the Premier Soccer League. Yeah. 80% of their income comes from Supersport. Yeah. And they kind of like the way things are. Yeah. But is is there a risk in that um, they might shortchange themselves if they don't unbundle? Look, Dr. Koza says that there's no evidence that there isn't enough football out there because uh, SABC do get 140 yeah. PSL games. Yeah. But the oddity is that what the SABC does with that product isn't equivalent to what Supersport will do or anybody else for yeah. that matter because they've shown more Amazulu games than any other team yeah. in the country. And Amazulu is not... I mean, the most popular uh, team. So Mm. are they really using what they have effectively, which then affects the quality or the demand of that product in terms of the free-to-air space? Yeah, exactly what you said, what uh, Adam Silver said. In the next five years... We're gonna, we're gonna. Less and less people are gonna watch t- a sports on TV. Yeah. So the PSL. The, I mean, I had a few chats with some of the PSL guys, and I told them, look, I think you must prepare yourself. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's good money they're getting right now via Super great Sport. Money. It's great yeah, money, yeah. but don't sit on your laurels and expect it to carry on, because there's gonna be more players. And what they can do, the PSL can do. They can really unbundle it, and. And create a product that is unique to South African football specifically. Right. We have okay. a star set that's here. They're also interested to yeah. get into the to 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 the market. Kwese just got their Kwese license now. Got their yeah. license, so you, they're gonna the PSL find themselves in a very advantageous position where they can actually sell to various players, and that's yeah. what you want. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, I think maybe the relationship that they've created with SuperSport. The, I mean, uh, you know, the relationship with MultiChoice and the the uh, Dr. Ivan Koza. It's been long, and I'm yeah. sure they don't wanna create any animosity but I think it will be to their advantage if they unbundle and say look you know what currently we have a team like you the PSL is not known for the derby anymore the last five years it's been sundowns sundowns is another so how about we we remarket the 20 derby for instance 
you know and it's then we do that for maybe exactly. free to air or free streaming, to air, you know, streaming exactly. products yeah. you know because okay. I mean just just as much people watch Sundowns play I can you know? tell you why that makes sense because Tswane City actually a free Wi-Fi in the entire city of Pretoria imagine exactly. yeah you can go to Church Square sit and, and watch your game maybe yeah. in between your shopping that is actually such a viable 100%, option 100% yeah 100%. so once they do that you you, you they, I mean, SABC, the only issue that I think the SABC had is that they lack, you need to market the games. You will not yeah. be able to sell a football games if you're not able to market it. Yeah. And marketing means you need to punt it during the week. People must know this game is going to be live. I mean, when they got the rights to the EPL games, that two, two o'clock I match. I remember, yeah. <laughs> Do you see how many times, I mean, I listen to radio a lot, they were punting the games, like they Arsenal were. versus... Yeah. Uh, what, what were the numbers for, for those I mean, uh, games? Do you the know? EPL is, uh, it's it's not that popular. Like a Manchester United-Liverpool game is big in SA, but if you have uh, Arsenal versus Ipswich or... or so it's or, not going to draw a huge spike like we saw in rugby as exactly. you were explaining it yeah. won't exactly so the the demand in, in, in specifically in SAPC is still very local so the national teams are big mm. the national team games are massive yeah Bafana Bafana, Bafana is exactly huge. it's yeah. massive so those games I think they, they still they really need to punt it and they need to really drive drive the marketing when, they, when, when you have those rights to get the returns they failed miserably yeah. in this regard. Um, I think you need to go there and help them out, man. Because Asafa was saying that, you know, they had valued their rights at, at over 100 million, 110 to be specific, over five years. And then SABC only offered 10 million at the time of renewal, which they scoffed at. And I mean, justifiably so, if you were used to getting 110 M and now suddenly it's, it's, it's down by 90%, you're gonna, you're gonna have a little bit of a problem. But the only reason the SABC didn't want to pay that money is because they don't know how to leverage. That's I mean, they, 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 there was a stat that, um, the CEO of SAFA came up with that they, they reached a peak 5.8 million viewers for South Africa versus Senegal in a World Cup qualifier that was played at home in Polo Kwan. That's insane. I mean, mm. there's, there's, there's a lot of, people that would love would love to have those kind of numbers absolutely and the other the other thing is that when 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 you market a game like Bafana versus Senegal, let's say a qualifier, yeah, yeah, you know what what other sport sporting event is happening during that day, let's like Saturday, you know you need to look at all those elements, okay, yeah, you know, and I, I I also feel where the SABC really failed was that what how do you measure. You know uh, the rights that that you're gonna buy for ten million. How do you measure? You say, "Oh, cool, I'm gonna give you ten million, but I'm planning to make twenty-five million. Are you gonna just gonna give him ten million and make one million? You know, it does not Which make is, sense. That, that's know? exactly what they're doing now. <laughs> so, I mean, they so spent three point seven billion, only made hundred forty-eight million in the last eight eight or so years. And that's where the sporting bodies come in. They need to to. They, we need to know the value of the PSL game, one PSL match. A sponsor like EPSA. Yeah, we need to know. EPSA, the Soweto Derby, brings in six million viewers, maybe twenty million viewers. Yeah, yeah. After that game, at the end of that day on Monday morning, can EPSA come back to us and say, you know what? From that twenty million viewership, where we punted EPSA the whole day mm-hmm. during the Soweto Derby, and we brought in two million new uh, bank um, bank accounts open. Right? Can right. they say that? Can they say, you know what? This is actually very mm. valuable. That's true. So I don't <laughs> think they can. But, but so yeah. you see, we find ourselves in a predicament where the numbers have been thrown around, <laughs> but we don't actually know the value. Yeah. Like the EPL, you, can't, you can't strip it down absolutely. to one game. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what the EPL has. You know, that's what the NBA has. Yeah. You know, I mean, all these CSR projects that you're doing, they know exactly the value. 
that's going to come mm. after doing all these projects. So you need to value your product. And when you value your product, you need to say, oh, cool, I'm going to put 10 million upfront, mm. but I know that after this, I'm going to make 25 million. Right, yeah. You know, it only makes sense. And that's an internal a problem with the SABC. Now, Ikase have, have sort of come in as a big brother, mm. like bully everybody out of the way. Bang, bang, bang. We want <laughs> sports to be accessible to the masses. And stuff. But SABC don't have the channels. Um, their, their digital migration is not up yet, so they can't put in a 24-hour sporting channel. They had banana rights last year um, to all home matches out of out of the calf zone. They didn't show one single banana game. They had netball rights up until, I think, uh, 2007 for free. Between 2007 and 2010, they had them at a, a rather cheap price. Yeah. No netball games ever been shown live on the public broadcast, and on and on and on this went. Now, what are your summations of the ICASA process, which I'm sure you've been following yeah. as well, because this is particularly interesting. If it opens a window for a player such as yourselves to to be able to 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 get a get a foothold in in any free to air broadcast, especially PSL rights, yeah. which we know to be the most valuable, mm-hmm. even though we can't put a number to that uh, except for the 2 billion they get from Supersport what would it mean for for, for, for you guys that play in the free to air space I think ICASA, ICASA has a role to play and they just basically that's what they're doing they have an objective they come in they say look guys we are the regulators you can't yeah. do anything they say look we, if it's just like competition commission you know they need to regulate yeah, who's, who's yeah. doing what who's doing what they're doing what they're doing but the reality is we are in a market where people don't know the people in high positions in, in whether it's free to air sporting bodies yeah. they don't actually understand the broadcasting game as well as they should okay you know so like i love what Chris is doing Chris, i mean they partnered the first thing they did when they launched they partnered with iflix Okay, Netflix, the Asian Singaporean uh, Netflix, uh, yeah, yeah. sort of. They partner with them, so they're getting a whole lot of uh, content, content yeah, coming in. Yeah, and then uh, with Quest Sport, you know, we saw what happened with that. They had a bit, bit of an issue, but now that they have the the license, I hope they can get the right mm-hmm. setup boxes, encrypted setup boxes, boxes, so that they can start distributing. So you you need to have the right people in the right positions. Also, those that are in those positions they need to be able to make decisions. <laughs> you know, yeah. to be able to say, look, we need to innovate. We need to innovate, and how are we innovating? Look, the moment Netflix came into the scene, Multi Choice launched Showmax. Is it Showmax? Yeah, yeah Showmax. Showmax. Yeah, you know, to compete because I mean they lost two hundred thousand subscribers. Jeez, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because show, uh, Netflix currently has about five hundred thousand subscribers in South Africa. Alone, five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand already. Man, you I know? just got fiber in my <laughs> complex, <Exactly>. bro. <laughs> so, so multi choice is playing the game yeah, that a lot yeah. of people don't know how to play. So that's why it's good that we need to open up the market. We need to bring in new players, even right. small players. I mean, even if you can have a small plat, small Anyana platform and have one PSL game, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Amazulu versus Golden Arrows, you know, a game Kizer like that. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. you. You, so, for 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 a body like the PSL and Safa will actually have more money to play with. They will mm. know how to say. Mm. They'll say, "Look, we'll have packages for a small OTT player. We'll have packages for a premium player. We'll yeah, have packages yeah. for these silver silver line players. Mm. You know, so everybody gets access to it. Specifically, when it comes to the national teams." 
You know, that's that's I think for me there there's just no discussion there. SABC has to be able to broadcast yeah. national teams for national interest. You know, right. everybody needs to know who Sia Kulisi is. Everybody yeah, needs to know yeah. who uh, Aaron Mukwena is or whatever. Everybody, we need to know our national captains. Right. You know, whether it's cricket, netball, yeah, and the women's game as well. Absolutely. I think I think, Absolutely. I think uh, SABC missed a huge opportunity with uh, with Banyana Banyana. Banyana made the Afcon Women's Final, yep. which is how they managed to qualify for their first ever World Cup. Which exactly. was in France, unfortunately, the results mm-hmm. didn't go according to plan. Um, but that's besides the point. I think they've missed a boat. They missed a boat with Netball. Netball is now secured. Okay. Uh, the next World it's, Cup yeah. is coming to South Africa in Cape Town, yeah. to be more specific. You look at uh, hockey, the that's South it. African women are in Spain, I think, yeah. at the Even moment. The men, yeah. the men yeah. um, have just gotten, I think, a great result. I mm-hmm. think they beat the US, US 2 yeah. 1. So uh, <laughs> you look at these sporting codes, and they're able to draw. Uh, sponsors such as Telcom, Brutal yeah. Fruit, because they are guaranteed um, that broadcast. So, so the broadcast is is not just for the broadcaster; it's for the federation to be able to sell to the, the, the sponsors. There's a whole trickle down. The effect. SABC must come to a realization that they cannot play sports within try and accommodate sport within SABC 1, 2, and 3. It's not possible. They need to launch. They need need to launch. (laughs) They have to launch an SABC sports full-on 24-hour channel. So you think we need to postpone this uh, ICASA uh, period for the time when they can genuinely say we can show... um, I don't know, a third of the 380 matches of of, of PSL games we get every year. Absolutely. There's too much sports being played in South Africa that SABC can cover. (laughs) There's more than enough. Yeah. More than enough sports being played in South Africa. Like you said, netball, hockey, volleyball, you know, the uh, golf some yeah, local golf yeah, tournaments yeah, happening. Yeah. You know, there's there's more than enough sports that SABC can cover, whether it's from a highlight or a live package. Right, right. Cool, buddy. Um, before I let you go, thanks for coming in. I need you to give me some upsets and playmakers of the week very, very quickly. Okay. I hope you've been following your sports. This is where I catch my guests out. Um, you are Upset of the week, your options are Gary Woodland beating two-time defending champion, Brooks Kepka to win the U.S. Open, uh, Bangladesh smashing the West Indies by seven wickets in Taunton, chasing a score of over 300 to get that victory, France beating the baby box in the Junior World Cup semifinals. Definitely Bangladesh beating West Indies. Oh, you're going for Bangladesh. I think that's the second time Bangladesh have yeah. been in for that category. That's the upset of the week. Playmaker of the week, I've got Gary Woodland again winning his first major championship by three shots at Pebble Beach. Lukanyo Am scoring a smash and grab, winning try to help the Sharks beat the Stormers and book a place in the Super Rugby playoffs. As well as Cheslin Colby assisting two Yuan UJ tries to help Toulouse beat Clermont in the French top 14. I was final. watching that Stormer Sharks game and I think that last minute try from Kanyo Ab. Oh man, rugby bias there. <laughs> Gary Woodland doesn't even get one, but that's all right, mate. I'm sure he's going to enjoy that trophy instead. Definitely. Thanks very much, Thank brother, you very man. much, man. It was Thank a you. very informative chat and I'm sure our listeners have learned a whole lot by having you here. Thank you, Spoo. All the best. All right.
That's it for me, Spoom Jigeliso, and you've been listening to the Sports Live podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Do also catch us on timeslive.co.za as well as Sowetan Live, Business Live. We are also on Iono FM, the Apple Podcast Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. It could be Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, Pocket Cast, wherever. To connect with us, please use the hashtag SportsLive. Share your comments with us at TimesLive or at Sowetan Live on Twitter. A big thank you goes out to the multimedia live team led by Scott Peter Smith and producer Paige Muller, as well as the Tiso Black Star Digital Sports Department, headed by Mninawa Mchana Ntloko. Our sound and audio mixer is Innocent Manike. From us at the Sports Live podcast, it's goodbye for now.